You're listening to Breakaway Wealth, the show designed to help you build wealth faster, think bigger, and break out of the herd. Now, here's your host, Jim Oliver. Before we jump into today's show, we have some exciting news to share with you. Our brand new online community platform is now live. Get access to free on-demand, in-depth training courses on topics like infinite banking, cryptocurrency, real estate investing, and much more. Just go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com. Or check out the show notes of this episode to find the direct link to request to join the community. Now, on to the show. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and with me today, Andrea Libros. Did I say that right, Andrea? You did. Okay, I got better. All right. (laughs) But Andrea, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about what you do, where you're located, and that looks like with the trees behind you. I forget about stuff like that being here in Florida, but it looks beautiful. Thanks. So I am located just outside of Indianapolis. And um, on a daily basis, I work virtually with female entrepreneurs all over the world. So not just here in Indianapolis, the World Wide Web has opened up our our horizons. Um, And I help these entrepreneurs really work through both the mindset and the systems that they need to create whatever success looks like for them. So some of these people are in the beginning stages of businesses. Others are seven-figure earners. Um, and what they usually come to me with is I need to make more money or I've got to get, um, more clarity in my business and I need some new systems. And what it really turns into more is a discussion or coaching them through the thinking they need in order to do those things. So I always say there's two ingredients to, you know, I love what you just, yeah, there's two ingredients to success. It's both mindset and systems. It's not one or the other. And, um, I would say the mindset leads you to creating the systems. You know, uh, okay, so let's let's kind of break that into two and let's talk about those things. Because I think the first thing that's so important is uh, a great friend of ours and mentor, uh, R. Nelson Nash, who passed away a few years ago, he would always say, he was from Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm, my friends in Alabama, I apologize for what I'm about to do here. But he would say, Jim, it's all about how you think. And, uh, and, and, you know, when he first said that to me, I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, no big deal. Like, but that when you just hear something and you think about it and you process it, it is all, it's all about how you think. It is your mindset. What, what a great book, though, by the way, having a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. I don't remember the author of that book, but it's a good book. She's a Stanford professor who, who normally Carol I would. Carol Dweck, I think. Yes. Yeah, you're Carol right. Dweck. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk yeah. about what, because I want to talk about how does an entrepreneur think versus a W-2 employee think, but how are we taught to think? Well, um, I think we're taught to think in a very sequential way. Like if A happens, then you, you can proceed to B and then you can proceed to C. So in a, in a business, if we're talking about actually money, people think they need money in order to be able to do whatever they want to do next. Now, there's some truth to that, okay? But the money doesn't necessarily need to be in the bank, for example. So I see um, a lot of entrepreneurs really only using the here and now to make decisions 
versus what I say, accessing your future self in order to make decisions. So like I would say, okay, let's go to the the gym of 10 years from now, who's accomplished whatever he is setting out to accomplish. Let's ask that gym what the gym today should be doing. Because the gym today doesn't really know because he's never quite done it yet, potentially. But the gym of the future who has succeeded, that's the person that has the most information. So um, I always say you've got to really go access that future self in order to figure out what to do today. I love that. I, you know, I love uh, the vision of like, you know, Tony Robbins has a thing like the Dickens, you know, um, uh, you know, he doesn't have that, but he talks about it. He didn't invent it. Right. He, but he talks about it. (laughs) Right. And, and like, you know, let's say it's uh, uh, weight loss or something or getting healthier. Okay. Hey, what, what does it look like in 10 years if you do it? What does it look like in 10 years if you don't? Right. And uh, kind of having that, I think is really important. And I think most people don't see past the this year or this month or something else. And, and and that's probably where the systems come in to break it down further. But but having the right mindset and thinking and and having your thinking and you know, we end this podcast every time with Earl Nightingale talking about the strangest secret. And the strangest secret is you will become what you're thinking about. So uh uh I know I have techniques so we want to think positively we want to think and see our vision and we want to focus on that not in the little obstacles every day but for somebody who has that fear of getting started or they feel like they they you know hey I was going to start my own business but I hit an obstacle and now I went back to doing what I was doing or I'm afraid talk about techniques to change your thinking so I think what happens a lot of times is that when we've got the obstacle in front of us Okay, or the I'll call it like the roadblock of fear. We think that if we change the circumstance or the facts around it, that we're gonna that's gonna give us the clue as to whether or not we should move forward. So changing a changing a fact might be, all right, I'm going to hire this person or I'm going to take this course or I'm going to um, invest in X, Y, and Z. Now I'm about investing, but let's pretend that you're trying to change something in order to figure out what you, what decision you should make. I always say it's not about changing the circumstances or the facts. It's really about changing how you're thinking about it because that thought that you have about starting a business is going to create a feeling. Okay. So our thoughts create our feelings going to get a little little uh, uh, psychological here, but the, the psychology 101, our thoughts create our feelings and that feeling is what's driving your action or your inaction. So fear drives inaction. You, you become stuck. Nothing changes. Now, you just said a couple of minutes ago, changing ourselves, thinking positive things. I would even argue that we don't even need to go to thinking positive things. We don't even have to go to like that end of the number line, the, the positive really where we have to get to is just a place of committed. So if you've got a thought like I'm going to figure out how to start or grow or multiply this business, no no matter how long it takes. Okay. That's creating a fear, a feeling of commitment. So I always go to that word commitment um, because if you think about it, a lot of what we, 
what we think about or what we uh, what drives our actions is really us just being interested like we're interested in starting a business let's explore this okay but interested is not committed okay so interested we're waiting around for something to fall out of the sky some like set sign that says yes jim go for it okay versus not waiting for the sign and just getting to a place of being committed or disciplined to take the next best step that's going to drive you towards the result you want, which is a business or wealth or growth. So it's really not about changing anything in the background. It's more about changing what's going on inside your head and quieting those little, I call them like the little frenemy voices in the back that say, you sure you want to do this? Do you know what you're doing? That might not be a good move. You better get 75 pieces more of it. Better get some more advice on that or learn some more before you do it like quieting that and saying kind of, will the real gym please stand up? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You know that you're capable of doing this, just creating, moving from interested to commitment. And here's the other interesting thing. You don't even have to want to do it. Like people say like going to the gym, you brought up going to the gym, right. Or, or losing weight. Like there's a lot of mornings that you wake up and you don't want to go. Right. Like were, you just don't you want in my to head go. this morning. Andrea, were you in my I head was. this morning? I was. Because <laughs> I didn't want to yes, go. <laughs> I was there. I I went to work out this morning too. Okay. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I really didn't want to go either, but I'm committed to going yeah. and not even committed to the person that I'm working out with, just committed to myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that drives the action of getting out of bed and going. I'm committed to my $80 that they charge me, whether I'm there or not. So, uh, you know, I'm cheap. So I'm like, wait a minute. If I, is it worth $80 to get maybe an hour more sleep? No, it's not. I'm going to the gym. It is not. So you said something that I really love. I love that commitment and interested because I think that is a key when people say, what's the difference between somebody who succeeds and somebody that doesn't succeed is, is the, the common denominator of success, which was this Albert Gray little pamphlet way back in the day. I'm a lot older than you, so I don't know if this is something that you've ever seen, but it would say that uh, it would say uh, that successful people do what unsuccessful people either can't or won't do. And I that was the, comp, you know, again, this is old um, and, and it was written, I don't even know, but in the early 1900s, like a lot of those books, those types of books. And, and yes, Napoleon Hill, Napoleon Hill, it was like, a Napo- yeah. you know, uh, Napoleon Hill type of book. And, and what I think is interesting is, you know, there's that joke, right? About the egg and the, or the, or the hog and the, and the chicken, the chicken's interested, but the, but the pig is, uh, committed, right? Cause bacon and eggs, right? Yes. Uh, so, yes. Uh, but I, I really like that. So how, how do you coach somebody to get committed? Because, and, and let me follow that up with like a thought is, like I always say, like what's in your heart will then be in your thoughts, and then what your thoughts are will become your actions, and that'll determine whether you're successful or not. So it really starts with your, you said feelings or your heart. Like, like where's your, and it's kind of like, yeah. why do you want to do it? So okay, so let's kind of tease that apart. Um, I think there's a there, what you're probably referring to is what's in your heart. There's a there's a step in between thoughts and actions, and that's assessing how you feel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, or what's in your heart. All right. That's kind of how I say like thoughts, feelings, actions. Okay. 
Now, you could have thoughts. A thought might a common thought might be, this is really hard or this is a lot. Okay. Those thoughts aren't really driving commitment. <laughs> They're driving the fear or the confusion or the frustration. So one of my like, if you want a quick win here to, for your listeners yeah. to take away today, add on to any thought, add on to the end, and that's okay. So yeah. this is going to be hard, and that's okay. Yeah. Or I've got a lot on my plate, and that's okay. It just neutralizes things and brings it back to a level where you are not paralyzed. Yeah. Right? You, you like, right? So, you know, if you, you've got thousands of things on your plate, and your heart may be beating fast, okay? But if you can tell your heart, hey, we've got a lot going on here and that's okay, you are kind of tempering the situation and allowing yourself to move forward. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, I do talk to people a lot that are afraid and fear, like you said, paralyzes people. And, you know, if you want something, then you... You know, no one would ever say, hey, I'm going to be a professional golfer and not have a coach, not have somebody that's teaching you and analyzing your progress and giving you instruction on how to get better and better and better, constant and never-ending improvement, right? But but right. we don't do that. We're not taught to do that in school. It's not like, okay, now you graduate, go get somebody to help you go from where you are to where you want to be. You think it's going to be the person down the hall at, at, at a at a big company? It's not going to be. I think it's going to be your boss. 99 out of 100 times, it's not going to be. So talk to me about, by the way, the last, the next step, I'm going to talk about systems here in a second. Uh, you know, there's a great book called The Magic of Thinking Big. And in The Magic of Thinking Big, he says, uh, uh, I can't think of who wrote it. David Schwartz? No, maybe. Uh, but yes, he says. David uh, Schwartz. You're right. David Schwartz. Yeah. He says, uh, action cures fear. So doing something starts to eliminate that fear. But just doing something blindly doesn't really make sense. So talk Correct. about now you've changed your thinking. You're thinking more like a business owner, an entrepreneur. You want to build wealth. And wealth doesn't mean money, right? Money is maybe a byproduct. Right. But time, and what I would tell you, is way more important to me than money, right? And so... um Talk to me about once you get your mindset straightened out and you have these ideas and you can get rid of the negative thoughts. What I do, by the way, on negative thoughts is I think of it like a highway. They're on the highway, but then they go kind of in one ear and out the other. Like they, they're gone. Like I try to yes. just move them along the highway. I don't know. I'm sure I got that from somebody. But anyway, talk about the systems then that you need. Okay. So... So side note, I'm writing a book right now. I'm in the middle of writing. It's going to be released in the, in the fall. And it's called She Thinks Big, What to Do When Your Problem Is You. So this is ah. really, okay, what to do when your problem is you. You've got to think bigger, right? You've got to think beyond the moment. So, okay, so when it comes to systems, um, you know, when we talk about systems, we can talk about all kinds of systems. We can talk about people systems. We can talk about software. But I always think you've got to have something to sort of, you, before you assess what the system actually is, you've got to figure out your process. Okay. So 
I've got lots of clients who say, all right, I've got to start using some type of workflow or project management tool. I've got to like use Asana or whatever. There's tons of them out there. And then they, they dig in and then they all suddenly realize that Asana doesn't work on its own. You've got to tell Asana what the process is. Okay. So yeah. if you take it that back, that step, back that up a step. I, I say you've got three, your three most valuable resources, or actually four most valuable resources are time, like you said, money, people or relationships and brain power. Now, lots of people could argue with me that time is the most important resource out of those. Some people could argue money, but I'm going to argue that brain power is your most valuable resource because with your brain power, you can figure out how to create more money and create, not literally, but figuratively more time or figure out who you want to be with. So who you want to be with, you want to be with someone that can kind of read the label of, of the peanut butter jar. You're stuck in a peanut butter jar. You can't see what's going on around you. You talked about coaches or mentors. You want someone that can read the label, okay? Your mm. brain power has to tell you that. Right. Your brain power has to tell you, you're wasting too much time with this. You need a system. Your brain power can tell you there's a, lots of ways to make more money faster. Right. Right. So you've got to kind of assess before you get into the systems, assess what are you missing? Do you need freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of people? Like you don't, the people that you're with aren't doing it for you. Right. Or do you need just more thinking? And it's usually not the more brain power. You've got all you need. You just can't access it because you've got all these other things going on. So assess what you need. Is it time, money, people, more brain power? Decide what their process is and then go figure out what the system is going to be. So we like to jump right to, I just got to, I just need a system for this. I just have to figure it out. You've got to go back a few steps. And that's really where that like mentor, coach, great friend, probably not the guy down the hall, honestly, because he's in the peanut butter jar with you. Right. He's stuck in the Jiffy peanut butter jar. He doesn't know what's going on either. He can't see the big picture. You've got to need, you need someone outside to really help you assess what's going on. I love that. And, you know, sometimes I, again, I, it might surprise you, but I'm going to use a golf analogy again. Okay. When I'm doing something in my swing, I, I, if somebody videotapes my swing, because I can't videotape myself swinging, right? I mean, I could put it on some kind of, you know, apparatus, but is, is, is when I see it and somebody points it out to me, see, this is what you're doing in your swing. I go, oh, oh. well, that's not what I want to do. Or, hey, that I want to do that more, whatever it is, if it's good or bad, right? So you yeah. reinforce good things you, you, and, you, and you correct negative things. And, and, but if I don't have somebody guiding me, I, I, I almost think coach is a word that people use and they don't really understand because it's almost like guiding you through the process, right? right. Um, and you, right. um, you, you, there is a process to success, and, 100%. and I, I, success means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And 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 I always think of it also like the horizon. It's not somewhere that you can go. It it continues to change. It continues. You know, you can't fly to the horizon because it moves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so. You know, your process moves. Like you said, you work with people that are making whatever amount of money starting out. 
and people that are making millions of dollars a year. And and I'm gonna and I'm gonna bet maybe and I'm not gonna get a sidetrack because I want to I want to come back to the the specific challenges of women in in business and being entrepreneurs is um is um is when when you're going down this process and you and 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 you're making two million dollars a year. Do you find that the people that are making, I don't know why I picked 2 million, when they're making millions of dollars a year versus $100,000 a year or somewhere in that range, what do you find the differences in those people? So the difference is, this is actually really interesting. You're interesting you're asking me this. So yesterday I was working with someone who's uh, making under 500, okay? And she's waiting for the time when it's just all going to be, she's not going to need a coach anymore. She's going to figure this all out. She's going to have it set. Okay. I broke it. I broke the news to her that guess what? You're going to have different challenges at different stages in your business. And you're going to start to realize that your, you need that um, coach to understand what's happening at all stages. So the golf analogy is really good because I'm taking golf lessons. What's interesting about the, nice. the coach there is the coach can't swing for me, right? They, he can't actually swing the club, but he can show yeah. me what I'm doing. He can video it. He can assess. He can write and wrong. Same thing in business. I can't run your business but I can help you see what's really going on, what your swing really looks like. When you're in the beginning stages, I like to say you're kind of in chaos created by confusion, okay? So you're, mm -hmm. you're a lot of confusion going on. What do I do first, second, and third? Kind of because we like things to be in a sequence, A plus B equals C. As you get into the two, you're the $2 million business, the chaos or the is going to be really created by success. Now you've got success. You've reached that next level. We've got to revamp things. We've got to, what you started with isn't going to work now. So all along that path, seeing what's really going on, reading the label of the peanut butter jar is hard. And that's why that extra person is really important. Um, I created this quiz I call it the business freedom finder quiz, where it helps you kind of assess where in your business you might need another set of eyes. Because I like to say, if you can do a business audit every once in a while, you can have a an awesome business. Business audit creates business awesome. And you've got to continually assess what's working, what's not working. What do I want to do differently next time? And that's both systems and mindset. But the bad news is it's, there's always, it's like a spiral. I like to say we spiral up. We're not spiraling down yeah. out of control. We're just spiraling. It's just make, um, have a belief, have a desire, believe that it can happen, make a decision, create a plan, go do it, assess. Back, go back again, have a desire, believe you can do it, make a decision, create a plan, do it and assess. It's, it's like spiraling up. I like that. It is a cycle. And um, it's sometimes when, you know, we probably could have a whole uh, episode on what to do with the the bumps in the road uh, in the cycle. Right. Or mm -hmm. sometimes people reach their goal and they're like, 
hey, that wasn't that really didn't get me excited. Like, and then yes. they and then they don't know they don't they're not ready to do the cycle again. But right. let's talk about uh, for a few minutes. What are some of the challenges that women have in uh, in becoming entrepreneurs, business owners, specific challenges that they have? So I think um, they get in their own way. Well, we all do that, right? But women especially get in their own way. I think that voice in the back of their head is is louder than a man's voice, actually. Um, it's It's... We could have a whole discussion about like societal norms and all this other stuff. But I think there is not just fear, but there's a lot of guilt that that goes into their recipe um, that that does not lead to a successful recipe that actually leads to a recipe that's really the cake's really hard to bake when you've got fear and guilt in there. Um, guilt yeah. around your most valuable resources, how you're spending your time, money. A lot of women are kind of bootstrapping their businesses together in the beginning. Um, they don't know how to seek capital or ask for it. They don't know like, hey, it's okay if you take out a loan, like, that's okay. Um, so there's a lot of money. There's not financial freedom there. So they're getting stuck there. Um, they are afraid to put the right people in their business or add, I always like to say, who's on your board of directors? Maybe because they'd have to have some vulnerability there that they don't know everything. And then the brain power thing, that resource of brain power, they are really more in the, they're really more about seeking more knowledge than changing their mindset. And I always say, you don't need more knowledge. Let's just change your thinking. So I think, there's fear and there's guilt of using those resources kind of, I don't want to say incorrectly, but in a way that's going to create a question potentially from someone on the outside. I love that. You know, what's funny is I'm helping my ex-wife start a business that I think she's yeah. going to be amazing at. And, and I think it could be huge. And, and I'm confident she can do it. 100% yeah. confident she can do it. And it's going to be great at it. It's me convincing her to be confident at it. She, she needs yes. a coach that's not her ex-husband. So, yes, uh, she does. What are you doing? It, it, that doesn't, sounds like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm always getting myself in trouble trying to help people. But uh, which is, you know, it, 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 uh, sometimes it crashes and burns. But uh, but I see, you know, like down here having a household manager. Because I, what I said is I said, I need a wife. And, and my doctor, who's a woman, says, I need a wife too, because I need somebody to do all the things that a wife will do. And, and, and so, like I said, Kelly, that's what you need to do. And she said, you know, I said, so like, it's like a rental wife. No, we don't do that. You know? And so that was the tagline, you know, and, and uh, I think it's a great business, but anyway, I think it's a I great business too. All of those things. Yeah. And might be franchisable if we figure out some little niche, but uh, anyway, I love that, and I and I and I and I do see that in a lot of my clients, a lot of my friends that are women. That I even think banks a lot of times they 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 try to intimidate some of the bankers, some of the old school bankers. I've seen them intimidate um, women when they go as a business owner. Um, I think that you got to find other women that are in the banking business and that aren't going to or or find a a man that's not going to treat you like that, but like 
as soon as you sense any of that, that person has to go. I don't care if they're your, who they are on your team, your banker, your whoever, get rid of them. Because, yep. I, and I would tell women have the confidence to do that, like punt. Yes. And um, uh, so uh, I'm, I, I love, uh, I, cause I have a lot of friends that are business owner, uh, women owned businesses. And I think women are probably overall better at running businesses than men because they're are more disciplined a lot of times and, and will follow systems. And there's, a, and so, you know, there's a lot of partners that I have in businesses that are women. And I always notice like we're a good balance, you know, there. So um, I think that's really cool that you're doing that. And I, what's, t- t- tell me the name of your book one more time. She thinks big what to do when your problem is you. I love that. I love that. Uh, okay, we're gonna have to have you back on when the book's done, and awesome. have and just talk about the book because I love all of the message in the just the title. So I'm excited to see the book as well. So, Andrea, if God came down from heaven and allowed you to only retain the knowledge from one book that you've read, what would that book be? So I really love Darren Hardy's Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster book. Um, I love that too. Yeah, I think, you know, I don't, this isn't his quote, but it kind of sums up what he's talking about. I always say being an entrepreneur is a journey in personal development disguised as an entrepreneurial adventure. So you think it's going to be all fun and exciting. And it is fun and exciting, like adventurous. But really what it is, it's a journey in you growing and developing, not just as a professional or a business owner, but as a human like how you can become a better human. So when I coach, I coach both business and life. In our world today, they're completely intertwined and everything's fair game. And um, I think his book really addresses that. And and that quote is actually a great one too. I'm a Darren Hardy fan too. He's Compound Effect, right? Was that one of his first books? Yep, yep, yes, yep. Yeah, one of my favorite, one of my favorite books because I, I do believe in the compound effect. I've, you know, Tiny Habits, all these other books, but his is probably the best as far as the way that he lays it out. Okay, so um, as we wrap up here, how does somebody get a hold of you? How do you, um, you know, tell me like yeah. your your website, your YouTube yep. channel, all, yep. whatever, all, the, all things, the different all things. All the things. Well, you can go to Andrea's yeah. with an S, links with an S, andreaslinks.com, and you can find links to all the things. So I'm on, um, I've got a YouTube channel, I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram. Instagram's andrea.libros.coaching, but I'm on all the social media platforms. But if you go to that link, andreaslinks.com, I want you to go take the quiz. So at the top, the awesome. big button, take the quiz. And that's really going to help you figure out what's going on in your business, where you can create more freedom and how to do that. And then take that quiz and, and set up a call with me and we can figure out how I can help you do that. Perfect. Perfect. I love that you're serving other people and especially women out there trying to get into business and grow their business. I think that's really cool. And so thank you so much for being on the show. And we're going to wrap this up like we always do with the, the, the words of Earl Nightingale and the strangest secret. Take it away, Earl. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. 
Now let me say that again. We become what we think about. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you are looking to discover new wealth building strategies, then go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd. Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening.